0: This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3646, from Monday, the 25th of July, 2022. Today's show is entitled, Arms Slack or Fourth, Oh My. It is hosted by Brian in Ohio and is about 14 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is a description of a laptop. Hacker Public Radio, Brian in Ohio here. I'm out from under my rock, and I'm uh, doing another show uh, for HPR. This time, Uh, hopefully, something of interest. It's a description of a laptop I purchased. Um, So the laptop I've I've got in front of me, um, the one I'm recording on, is a PyTop 3. And so PyTop is um, a U.K.-based company. Uh, They're one of these places that are getting... Seed money and they've raised about $24 million in funding I, I think but maybe more. They have three employees and they uh, produce some products uh, Pi Top Seed uh, a Pi Top 2 laptop a Pie Top 3 which is the one I have and that, right now I think all they make is a Pi Top 4 which is sort of a case um, and extra stuff to hold a, a Raspberry Pi 4 and that includes some kind of robotic kits stuff um, I have owned I own right now a Pytop Seed which is a sort of a um, it's a screen and a, some hardware to to connect a, uh, a Raspberry Pi 3 to and it's, it's got some uh, experimenter stuff and uh, it's not a laptop, it's not portable though and then I've had a Pytop 2 and Pytop 2 was a very wedge shaped uh a laptop that uh, had a keyboard and a, it's very you could tell the difference if you look for pictures. Pytop Pi 2 has uh, the trackpad off to the right and um, and now and I'll tell you, that the Pytop 2 the keyboard was bad that's definitely the reviews everybody would talk about but the battery was worse. I, I killed my Pytop 2's battery Within in short order, it only accepted a few charges and then it died, and, and it was a problem. They they did send me out some new batteries and did it again. So it was a problem, and kind of just disassembled that thing. And uh, then the Pi Top Three came along, and it looked looked very interesting, different, slightly a different form factor. Um, and uh, so I found one on eBay, and I bought it, and it's a 14-inch screen. It's uh, that got a regular. It's got a keyboard. It's actually not too bad. Uh, better than the Pi Top 2, and it's got the trackpad at the bottom. Um, and what's it's different in that the whole keyboard and trackpad are on sort of a sliding, like a uh, like a drawer, and it opens up and it exposes the inside of the of the laptop, where to the left is the Raspberry Pi. There's a a, a board that does all the charging and the interconnect between other external devices. And um, it actually has some USB ports on it. It also has the audio jack on it. And then there, there's a heat sink device that also acts as a, a flow through for all the GPIO pins. And my, my uh, purchase uh, came with a, a solderless breadboard that plugs into um, that middle board. And, um, and then I've uh, also, on my, and I'll have a picture in the show notes, there's a, there, there's a daughter board that I made that I'll talk about here in, in, in a little bit. Um, so, uh, of course, I uh, put Slackware on it, and actually I've been wanting to do this show for a while, but uh, Slackware has been, uh, in was going through updates, and so I put Slackware 15 on um, on the device, on the Pi Top, and but unfortunately, that's a 32-bit uh, system, and there's there are things that like Firefox. There's no really good. There's no regular graphical web browser for a 32-bit uh, ARM right now. It doesn't seem like it, or at least I couldn't find anything that worked. And uh, but then a 64-bit version came out for uh, through the um, uh, Slackware on ARM uh, port of Slackware and uh, then it took a little while but uh, the sarpy project which is i've described earlier in another hbr um, on putting uh, slackware on a raspberry pi the sarpy project finally updated to the 64 bit for the raspberry pi 3 and 4 and so i finally got that installed so i'm running a 64 bit slackware on this pi 3 and um, so some of the uh, s- some of the things that are pluses with the with the well that's the the so putting slackware on it uh, you lose some of the custom scripts that I think were written in python to to uh do things like get um information out of that that middle board that power board i would call it um on battery life and things like that and so I needed a way to to uh to being knowing how how uh, if your battery needs to be charged or not is kind of an important thing for a For a laptop, so I I came up with a solution for that. Um, uh, Also, uh, as far as for just a Slackware thing, I'm I'm running um, Emacs as my window manager. Uh, It's it's x it's a full x uh, tiling window manager, and um, so I just I'm in the Emacs environment. I can pull up graphical programs and other and buffers in Emacs. It works out pretty good. it seems to be a, a good way for me to be able to get X programs uh, without having a, a huge desktop, uh, and still, and then because most everything I do with this laptop is really on the command line, so it gives me a nice uh, a tool that I'm used to, which is Emacs, to do all that stuff, uh, uh, and, and so that's what I'm I'm running I'm, uh, on the. That's what I'm running right now on the uh, on the device. Um, as far as uh, so modifications. Uh first off I did like I said I put the the slicer on it. And so because of the loss of the of the battery monitoring what I ended up doing was uh on that experimenter board the, board, the spread breadboard which is a board in the middle there there's power uh where, where you know where you can measure with the vo- uh with a multimeter uh, uh the voltage of the battery the battery it seems to be is three lithium ion batteries which would be probably about a 11, 11, little over 11 volts when fully charged. And so what I did was I, uh, I realized I could take that those um, um, access to those voltage readings, and if I could use a microcontroller to, to um, measure that, Over time, I could uh, have it monitor and maybe flash an LED or something like that, or give me some kind. And that's what I ended up doing is flashing an LED uh, to let me know that I need to plug in. And so, I'd used a a microcontroller running a fourth, of course, and uh, wrote a few words and um, had to build a voltage divider and and, uh, that to uh, to be able to measure the voltage safely with my microcontroller. And uh, so, it's on a cron job. It powers up the, the little microcontroller once every few minutes checks the voltage and if it's within a certain range it, uh, or I should say if it's below a certain level it flashes, turns an LED on and it flashes and it assists, continues to flash until you either plug in or the battery dies one or the other and so that's uh, my solution to sol- uh, to the battery, le- battery level problem um, the other thing that's Nice to have is a real-time clock um, on on a laptop because sometimes you'll power up and you may not have wi-Fi Wi-Fi access but you want the date to be current uh, if you're just going to do something without without being on the internet and so I've got a real-time clock module the and the instructions for setting that up are actually on the Sarpi project uh, website and so it's just a ds 1307. Real-time clock. They're pretty cheap little devices you can get from on eBay, also, and it's wired into the GPIO pins, and it uh, talks to the to the um, the Raspberry Pi directly. Um, I communicate to the f- to the chip, the fourth chip, via the built-in UARTs that are uh, that are on the um, Raspberry Pi. It uh, comes out as dev slash dev slash ttyS0. Uh, you have to you have to enable that in the config.txt in the bootloader or in the boot uh, file in, in the in on the system and you just uh, you enable that and then you have access, that's connected directly to the fourth machine and then I can use Minicom or any other I can actually, I don't have to use Minicom anymore I can use uh, the uh, built-in serial terminal on Emacs and I can talk directly to the fourth uh, operating system that's running on the on the microcontroller, and so um, so I have access to uh, that microcontroller directly through through uh, through the through the laptop. And so, if I need to modify it, I can do it. Or if I want to just play around with fourth, I can try words and and try different things and uh, and mess around and um, see if things work. Uh, if I'm a, just just if I want to play around with fourth, who which who wouldn't want to do that? Um, so, the pluses for this pi top three are it definitely has a better keyboard and the design of the whole device is better the the mechanical design this sliding keyboard like a drawer thing is makes access super nice and easy to the to um to anything they've put in here the uh it's got definitely has better battery life, and the battery charging has been working great. I haven't had any problems, and the sh- the screen is really good. It's a fourteen inch screen, and it's and it's re- actually really pretty nice. I'm probably one of the better uh, laptop screens I've ever had, so that's kind of cool. Uh, the minuses are um, for the devices that the that middle charging board that that's kind of the heart of the device it seems to be closed source i can't find any schematics for it or anything it's definitely maybe they're out there maybe i haven't looked hard enough but uh it's definitely uh the secret sauce to this whole machine and and it doesn't seem like uh uh pytop is interested in uh, they're interested in in getting what they can out of the maker movement but they're not really interested in being open source and and uh, moving things forward um the other uh the other downside is um, the old software is hard to find, and uh, it would be nice to be able to find those Python scripts, because maybe you could directly uh, put those on Slackware and, and directly talk to that daughterboard. I'll still have to look around. Maybe that's available too, um, and the other the other probably really downside is that the device is Tied to the our Raspberry Pi three form factor, the change in the form factor to the Raspberry Pi four makes it impossible to use uh, any of this hardware to, in this in this laptop. Um, it's stuck at the Raspberry Pi three level, is, is what it boils down to. know so uh, plant those are that's you know that's the the risk you take when you stick yourself to some other some other company's device, right? You could. They could change tomorrow, and and, and your game is over. Um, so uh, plans moving forward, um, I'm really thinking about maybe leaving the Raspberry Pi all together and going to a pine board. I, th- I believe there's a pine board that has the same form factor as a Raspberry Pi three, and I'm wondering if it'd be a way if that would just be a plug-in replacement to to uh, this device. If, if if not, maybe it would be just better to take a uh, something like a pine board and just re-engineering that board and, and re- just use the empty laptop as a place to put things and put them where they fit best with a new board. Uh, could possibly reverse engineer the charging board. I don't know. I, I don't know how hard that would be or if it would be worth the time. Um, it's probably easier to modify the case than to, to accept new hardware than it would be to reverse engineer that thing. Anyway, uh, PyTOP3. Uh, cool little device another ARM laptop that's uh, not Chromebook based it's been working fine it does everything I need to do with a laptop but I'm not a developer or I don't do any 4K editing or anything like that but it surfs the internet it does my email and it's got a great battery life and it looks cool it's got a lime green color so it stands out definitely different than everything else out there um well, I guess that about finishes it. Thanks for listening. Um, if you have any questions or comments, uh, record a show or, or uh, ask a question uh, directly or via comment on the show. Uh, this is Brian in Ohio signing off, reminding everybody that uh, speed doesn't kill. It's the rapid dissipation of speed that kills. Goodbye.